0: Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. I don't do any strange cars with Deputy Dan. Contact Tesla.
1: E.G. Marshall. Because I bring you stories of mystery and intrigue, of frightening new worlds and shivery shapes that slide sinuously through the night, doesn't mean that I don't believe in love and marriage and any amount of simple things. It's only that when I bring you a nice, heartwarming tale, it really should be garnished with a twist of mystery.
2: Like this. A whole lifetime, Mary. That's what I look forward to. Just
3: so long as it's together. Well, if
2: I was left alone, I'd just as soon be dead. Oh, so would I. Only we won't. Because God made us the lucky. Look out!
1: Mystery drama, Love Me, Don't Leave Me, was written especially for the mystery theater by Ian Martin and stars John Beale and Terry Keane. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Ten blocks north of the honky tonk of 42nd Street and Times Square is the Roseland Ballroom. Too many people remember it or have heard of it from the Ten Cents a Dance days when it was still located on Broadway. But the 52nd Street Roseland has been, is, and probably always will be the greatest night out anywhere for anyone who dreams of romance at a price that the ordinary person can afford. Nowhere else in New York can you dance to orchestras that bring you the haunting melodies from the time when I along with so many of you listening,
4: was
2: young. Remember
4: this one? Oh, how could I forget?
2: <laughs> they played it on our first date. Mm-hmm. Forty-five years, Mary. I was 20, and you were... Shh! what? Well, you
3: know, a woman doesn't like to talk about her age. Seventeen, that's bad. <laughs> that's what I was. <laughs> <laughs> Since you're already trumpeting that that was 45 years ago, anybody could add up to how old I am now.
2: Me and my big mouth. <laughs> you're not old. You'll never be old.
3: Well, I don't want to feel it anyway. Oh. We'd better sit down, darling. What's the matter,
2: Mary? You're not sick, are you? No, of course not. But <laughs> just in case you haven't noticed, the music has stopped. Now, you mustn't get sick, Mary. Ever. I don't know what I'd do if anything ever happened to you. Don't
3: be silly and let go of me. People
2: are looking at us. They're only jealous. Besides, I like having my arms around you.
3: I'm just tired. I'd, I'd like to sit down for just a moment.
2: All right, honey. But it's not like you.
3: It will soon be time. I don't want to go. No one ever does. But I'm not ready yet. No one ever is. You're no different than anyone else. But we are. We're Ed and I are are special.
2: So are all God's children. Better make your preparations, Mary. It's not like you to get tired. Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Don't look so worried. Maybe a little rest. Oh,
3: they've started the music again.
2: You knew they would. Well, then, don't let's waste it. I thought you said you were tired.
3: I am, little. But I like so much to have your arms around me. Oh, Ed, it's been a wonderful 45 years.
2: It's only beginning. Yes.
3: Oh, I wish Angie and Tom could get as much out of life as we do.
2: Yeah, they had a different world, Mary Korea, Vietnam, the whole shebang changing around like musical chairs, everything coming apart at the seams. And we didn't have it tough. We had the big war. It's oh, so long ago, I forgot it. And at least we came out of it the same way we went in. Angie and Tom. They never had the chance to know just where they stood. We've always known. We're the lucky ones.
5: Well,
3: my daughter's done better than me. She had four kids. I only had Angie.
2: you regret that so much?
3: Just a long time ago, when I was younger. I always wanted to give you a boy. I know. And you wanted one, too.
2: The best I ever wanted was you. And still do. Forever and ever. Till death do Don't it. say that. But it,
3: I'm just remembering back to that wonderful day we married. Come on, let's dance. <laughs> All right. I wonder what Angie and Tom really feel about us.
2: They love us. What else?
3: I mean, like tonight. It was a nice dinner. I should have stayed
2: to do the dishes. You couldn't, m'lady. You were going out dancing.
3: Well, that's what I mean. Why couldn't they have come along?
2: Uh, It's not their thing. Mm,
3: I realize. I just wonder if they think of us as silly.
2: Do you? No. Then I don't think they do either. At least we're not old parties who hang around them like a ball and chain. Oh, we'd never do that, I hope. So what are we worried about them for? Let's cut a South American rug, you and me.
4: Tom? What is it, Angie? Aren't you finished yet? No, these darn bills sure pile up. I guess it'll be another hour.
6: You like some coffee?
4: Huh? No, 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 thanks, honey. I got enough on my mind already to keep me awake half the night. Kids in bed? (laughs) Finally. How's Susie?
6: Oh, still got the sniffles, but no temperature. She'll be all right.
4: Oh, did uh, Ricky get home?
6: No, not yet. Uh
4: Uh-huh. I'll have a few words for that young man when he does. I told him I wanted him back here by 11.
6: Well, it's only 10 after or so. (laughs) Ricky's the least of my worries. He's young enough to take care of himself.
4: Yeah. Well, that's a funny thing to say. I don't get it.
6: Oh, I didn't mean it the way it sounded. I mean, he's got his whole life ahead of him. Well, Tom, I, I've been thinking about it all the time I was doing the dishes. I'm worried about
4: them. Your mom and pa?
6: Yes. Yeah. They're not getting any younger, you know. Huh
4: sure as heck ain't getting any older than I can see out kicking up their heels right this moment at Roseland Ballroom the way they do every Thursday night. Well, maybe they shouldn't be. They're both in their 60s. Sure and good for the next 30 years. Hey, wait a minute. They didn't say anything, huh? I mean, they both seem fine to me. Well, I thought
6: Mom looked kind of, you know, gone.
4: Look, her face was sort of drawn. Oh, she said she'd been dieting. That can show in the face. i they've
6: both been dieting. Pop looks just as apple-cheeked as ever.
4: <laughs> you know, he told me while you two were in the kitchen, before dinner, he sneaked a little smack here and there. <laughs> Mom knows he does. And he knows she knows. Ah, Your father couldn't do anything wrong for your mother. <laughs> He's
6: the same about her. He worships
4: her. Just like she does him. I never saw two like them. They sure are a perfect pair. That's just what got me worried
6: Oh, Tom, what would they ever do without each other?
4: Oh, hey, come on, take it easy What kind of a way is that to think?
6: A lousy way But I can't help it I mean, I'm going on 40 I can't help thinking now and then my life's half
4: over and more they, They've got so little time left compared Angie, you've got to snap out of it You just keep the house and run the kids and take care of me the way you do. And stop worrying about your mom and pop. They can take care of themselves.
6: I hope if anything does happen to them, they go together. Oh,
4: come on, Angie. One
6: just couldn't live without the other, don't you see? The one who was left would be the worst off.
4: Angie? Oh, yes? Now, you just listen to me. You believe in God, don't you? Oh, what a thing to ask, of course. Right, so do I. And I know for both of us that a marriage like your mom and pop have had for 45 years was made in heaven, right? Right. So you see, God wouldn't give them all that happiness and then take it away. They must be sort of special in his eyes. So when the time comes, leave it to him, huh? He'll handle it right. You know what, Tom? What? I
6: think mom and pop rubbed off on us. I love you.
2: I could have danced all night. (laughs) I could have danced all night. You already did. Not till good night, sweetheart. Well, the rains came. But this is an anniversary. We had that last month. Our wedding anniversary. This is different. 1946. You remember my first night home after the service? Mm. We danced. And then I took you home and carried you over the threshold.
3: Well, you've got to get me there first. And in this rain, good luck. Don't you know we have all the
2: luck, darling? You need a cab? No sweat. Hey, taxi! Hey, you do that? It's easy. You and me, we're God's children. <laughs> okay. Scramble in, honey, before we oh, get wet. It's time to go head. home. 625 West 69, please.
3: Do you know how lucky we were to get this
2: cab? you know how lucky we were to find each other?
3: Uh, oh, Ed, it's been such a long, wonderful time. It's only
2: the beginning.
3: Ed, don't say that.
2: It worries
3: me. Why? Mm, because we've Used up almost all the time.
2: I don't ever think of it that way. We could have 30, 40 years, a whole lifetime. That's what I look forward to.
3: As long as we have it together.
2: It wouldn't matter any of it if we didn't. That's what I'm afraid of. So am I. If I was left alone, I'd, I'd just as soon be dead.
3: So would I.
2: Only it won't be. Because we're the lucky... Look Look out! <laughs>
6: Did you talk to the doctor, Tom?
4: Uh, yes, Angie. How's Mother? Can we see her now? Well, uh, there isn't any point, honey. She's under sedation. But is she hurt? Oh, I i, I don't think so. Just shock. But, oh. you know, doctors, Dr. Whalen doesn't want to be quoted till all the tests are in. What about Dad? Well, the truck sideswiped him on his side. I guess he got a pretty hard whack of the head. He's, he's still out. You don't think he... Oh, no, 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 no. Of course not. Oh. Well, from what you say...
6: Things look better for Mother than they do for him.
4: I didn't say that.
6: If it has to be one of them, that's the way it should be. It should be Pop to go.
4: Angie, I I thought you and your father were...
6: (laughs) My father and I have always been as close as any daughter and father can be.
4: But how can you...
6: Mom and I have been just as close. She's the one who's stronger. If, If they have to be separated, she's the one who has at least a chance to adjust. Mother died. Dad would wither like an old vegetable. But darn it, why does anyone have to die?
4: What can I say, darling? (laughs) As it must to all men. Oh, I couldn't hatch you, quote for
6: quote. The Welsh poet, Dylan. Do not go gentle into that dark night. Or something close to that. (laughs) But Mom and Pop could and should if they would go hand in hand. Oh, Tom, whenever it is, can't the Lord arrange it that way?
1: Death comes as an uninvited guest, an unwanted one. He comes as an enemy, an antagonist. But he comes, too, as a friend and a welcome one. Here are two people... At the high tide of life, with so much left to offer and so much yet to give, is it their time? If you had the supreme power to legislate, what sentence would you pronounce on Ed and Mary Harvey? I shall return shortly with Act Two. and the nurses, of course. Yet for all their vaunted knowledge, their educated skill, the special cases become as mysterious as life itself. Their treatment, at the last, depends on some tremendous effort of the human spirit, or perhaps divine intervention. Death becomes as
4: whimsical a caller on them as he is to the rest of us plain folks. And we just want to keep you for a day or two until we redo the test, Mary.
3: Doctor... You're sure that Ed is out of danger?
4: Oh, yes. He's healthy as an ox. He'll live to be a hundred.
3: I thought we'd both been killed in that crash. Why couldn't we have died together? It would have been perfect. You can't decide that, Mary. You are not God. It isn't fair to take me from him. It isn't Ed's time. Yet. But it is mine. Soon, Mary. Very soon. But I can't die when he needs me. How can I help him? How can I help him? Trust in God's mercy. He'll show you the way. You talked what, Mary? What? Oh, uh... No, it doesn't matter. I couldn't really explain. It's just something between me and... Myself.
6: Oh, my
4: dad's okay? Well, he had a slight subdural hematoma, but it cleared up spontaneously. You can take him home as soon as you want to. Oh, that's wonderful. What about mother? Well, now, we'd we'd like to keep her for a little more observation. But Tom said
6: the doctors didn't think she was hurt in
4: the accident. That's true enough, uh, but, but... But what? Now... I don't want to alarm you, Mrs. Gorman. I I should call you Angie. I've known you long enough. Uh, Just a couple of routine tests we took, uh, what shall I say, backfired on us. They have to be done again, just as a precaution. Does Dad know about this? Well, uh,
6: not yet. Oh, he's going to be a wild man. Couldn't you... Just have him stay on in the hospital so he could go home with mother.
4: Angie, I can't justify that. We need the bed, and there's no reason to keep your father.
6: Well, but there is to keep mother. There's something wrong, something really wrong.
4: Well, let's not cross any bridges until we, uh, until we have to build them. Hey, pops, do me a favor. Will you sit down? I can't, Tom. I keep worrying about Mary there in the hospital. Now she's getting the best of care, and Angie's with her. I know. They're not taking any chances until all the tests are in. Well, they'd better not be something bad. I'll get that taxi driver and that taxi company, and I'll break. Hey, the- wait a minute! You're looking to sue? Get after the truck company. The truck sideswiped you, and that truck company has more money. I don't want money, Tom. I, I just want Mary. And you'll have her. She's fine. By tomorrow, she could be home. Come on, get your mind off it. You want to play some gin? Why should I play gin? I never win. it's with my mother-in-law. With me, you have a patsy. How come? An accountant. Don't ask me why, but I always lose.
3: I've got to face it, Angie. This is one time I can't win. But
6: all the tests aren't in. The last
3: ones. But the first ones proved it out. You see, I've known for a long while that something was very wrong. The second time around, they'll find the same thing. What? Oh, I don't know if I could give you the correct name from all the doctors' fancy language back and forth. Leukemia, I suppose. Acute. But they can treat that today. Some forms. Most, maybe. But not mine. It's irreversible. Irreversible. And, uh, what's that other big word? Uh, you're not remissible.
6: The merciful thing is it will be very fast. Oh. Who's going to tell Dad about it? No one. But if you're stuck here in the hospital... I won't be. I will be coming home.
3: To Tom and me? No. To Ed. To my own place. What? Who's going to take care of you? I am going to take care of myself, and I don't want any help from anyone. But, Mom, Mom, you can't. I mean, won't, won't there be um, pain and... I have been living with that for quite a while, Angie, and I'll live with it till as near the end as I can. Pop should know. No. He could help you. He will help me by just being. Now, the one I have to ask for help is you. Mom, anything, but I want you to help me convince your father of something. I can't. When I if I am no longer here, I know how lost he's gonna be. You can say that again. I want you to find someone else for him.
2: here, Mary, oh. head of the stairs. You out of breath? A little. <laughs> Me too. These stairs get steeper every year. Uh, well, it isn't
3: that. It's just, you know, five days sitting around that old hospital doing nothing. My knees are a little weak.
2: I love you, Mary. Uh. Welcome home.
3: Oh, Ed, I want to stay here forever.
2: Well, we want to do a little gallivanting, too.
3: But whatever you want to do, my darling, as long as I can be with you. How
4: long do you think she's got, Angie?
6: I don't know. The doctor can't say. Not long. And there's pain, Tom.
4: We should have kept them here with us.
6: Mother wouldn't hear of it. She wants every minute she can with him. And then? Well, if worse comes to worse, he can always live with us, can't he? Well,
4: sure, I guess. Uh, I mean, what else is the him to do? What Mother
6: wants him to do.
4: Find someone to take her place. Ah, oh, no way. That's a dead end. Your mother and father are two halves of the same mold. And they broke it the day they met up with each other. <laughs>
3: I always thought this was the most beautiful spot in the
5: world.
2: No argument for me. It was a picnic just like this, right under this waterfall, that I proposed. But this wasn't where I accepted. Now, wait a minute. You said yes.
3: Oh, of course, but I'd already said that in my heart the first time we met. Oh, Mary, it's been a lovely life. One reason I've been spending all these weeks with you retracing it.
2: What's the other reason? Did I say there was one? think we ought to unpack and get the picnic laid out. I'm getting hungry. Uh, Not until you level with me. We've been having a wonderful what would you call it retrospective. Delving into the past. Reliving as many of the best moments of it as we can. Why? Why is all this important, Mary? You don't have to prove anything to me. I wasn't trying to prove anything. I just...
3: Oh... All these places and memories are the sum total of my life. Our life. I wanted to taste them once more before...
2: Before what?
3: Ed, darling, I've never asked you for very much, have I, down through the years?
2: I don't know, because whatever you asked for was already freely given. What is it you want?
3: A promise.
2: A promise of what?
3: Would you give it blindly? A promise that whatever I ask, you would try to fulfill? Yes. Now, I'm going to hold you to that when the time comes. What's all this mystery, Mary? Oh, indulge me, just a whim. I don't want to talk about it now. Because the sun is high and the waterfall makes a rainbow. And I love you. And God's in his heaven and all's right with the world. Now, let's have our picnic lunch before the ants beat us to it.
2: No one waltzes like you, Mary. The feeling's mutual. What dance is any dance? Yeah, the feeling's still mutual. But... With what? Well, you can't dance every dance with the same fortunate girl.
3: girl. Sometimes you have to change partners. Why? Well, if the regular isn't available, then what would you do? Just sit it out. And waste all the music?
2: Who cares about the music if you don't have the right partner to
3: Mary?
2: Uh,
3: uh, Sorry, uh, what is it? No, I, I... Oh, I can't any longer. I can't. Ed, get me out of here.
2: I'll take you right home.
4: No, not home. You get me to the hospital. You can see Mary now, Ed.
2: Dr. Whalen, Josh, it can't can't be terminal.
4: Ed, what can I say?
2: Don't let her die.
4: It's out of my hands. She's been so well these
2: past few weeks, so full of of life. I've never seen
4: her look better or act younger. You'll never know what an effort that must have been. Look, we're, we're here now. Don't make it any harder for her. Face it with the courage she has. Oh,
2: Mary, darling. Oh,
3: Ed. Oh, my. Don't you look handsome.
2: Oh, you look beautiful.
3: I want to. For our last date. No, no, Mary, no. Nothing either of us can do about it. I wanted to see you for this one last time. To tell you how much... I love you.
2: As I love you.
3: I know. And that's why I know you won't go back on your promise.
2: What promise?
3: The blind one I asked you for. What is it? I want you to promise me on your heart of hearts that when I'm gone, you'll, you'll look for another girl.
2: Mary, I... I couldn't look at anyone after you.
3: Oh, my darling, it's very flattering and what I want to hear. But I've lived with you for close to half a century, and I know you could never bear to be alone.
2: Then don't leave me. I have to. You
3: you... Promise? You promise the way you said you would? I promise.
2: That won't do any good. <laughs> enough,
3: Mary. It's all you can do. But he's right. It won't do any good. He'll never know till he tries. Neither will you. Would you be jealous? No. Not of anything that brought him happiness. Then it's time to go. You can't fight it any longer. Remember, he promised. You can die in peace
2: mary mary don't leave me
3: i i have to sweetheart but it'll be all right you see
2: Ma- no no i can't live
5: without you
1: desperate cry from the heart of an agonized man. Ed Harvey is broken by his wife's death. Can he possibly find someone to take her place? A question to be answered when I return shortly with our final act.
0: Best
1: Western has friendly
0: places to stay wherever
1: past since Ed Harvey lost his wife, and Ed has aged six years in the same time. He has refused his daughter's invitation to live with them, and instead has remained holed up in the apartment he shared with Mary, living a half-life, endlessly sifting through all the mementos of the past. He has been slowly driving Angie to a pitch of distraction, and his son-in-law Tom to a barely repressed fury at the burden he is putting on their life. A fury that really explodes as he lets himself into the apartment this particular evening.
4: Bobs? Hey, Bobs. Where are you? In the kitchen? I brought some Chinese for you. Oh now, where the heck? Gee. Bobs? Hey, Pops, it's Tom. You in the bedroom? Hey, you in there? Hey, Pops, if you are, open up, you hear me? Open up. Hello, Tom. What are you doing in here with the door closed? Why didn't you answer the doorbell? I had to use my keys to get... What's that you got in your hand? This?
2: German Luger? Brought it with me when I came back stateside after the big war. Okay, is that thing loaded? Sure. There's a clip in it. You don't have to worry. The safety catch is on.
4: Tops, what were you planning to do with that? I oh, just looking through some old things. I found it in the back of a drawer. I even forgot I still had it. Well, 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 why don't you just hand it to me? Re- real careful, like, please. Sure, if you want me to. Well, what'd you think, Tom? That
2: I was going to kill myself with it? You ought to no know better. Don't you know that to take my own life would be a mortal sin? And I'd never find Mary in all eternity. Would you
4: stop talking about Mom? She's dead. Can't you realize that she's dead? You don't have to remind me. No, but maybe I have to remind you about your daughter and me and your grandchildren. We mourn Mom, too, but we accept the fact, no matter how it hurts, because life has to go on. But but you, you you've just stopped the clock, and the way you're acting is driving everybody up the wall. Come on, Pop. Give us all a chance, including yourself, to live our own lives. <laughs> I can't, Angie. Be reasonable.
2: That's what I'm asking you to be, Pop. But it doesn't make any sense. How could I look at any other woman but your mother? Well, you wouldn't have to be crazy in love with her. She'd be like a companion. I had a companion. No one can take her place. She doesn't have to take her
6: place. Oh, she'd just be someone to get you out of the house, out of yourself.
2: What do you want me to do, Angie?
6: Nothing you don't want to do yourself. Maybe going back to work would
2: help. Oh, I don't need to work anymore. I'm retired.
6: Well, maybe you should unretire.
2: I can't go back to the company. Someone else has my job now. You want me to deprive him?
6: Well, get some other kind of work.
2: <laughs> well, I have been thinking of it. But that wouldn't really solve anything. I'd still come home to these empty rooms.
6: Well, then come live with us. Lord knows ours aren't empty.
2: Oh, that's no solution. I'd only clutter up your life
6: we come back to where we started. It's just what Mother knew was going to happen. Oh, Pop, you need companionship. You need another woman to start a new relationship with.
2: How am I going to meet her at my age?
6: There's a way. I think it's worth a try. What? Well, there's this woman. Now, she's awfully nice. Not commercial or anything. Her name is Gloria Harmon. And her organization is called the Harmony Club. Very carefully run. Very modern nothing.
2: What kind of a club is it? A social
6: place where, oh, where people can meet each other. Oh, you mean the Lonely Hearts Club? Oh, Pop, now don't get the wrong idea. It's just a service, a, a, a dating service. It, it's all done by the computer. It matches up
2: people before they even meet. I wouldn't hear of it. Why, Mary would laugh herself to death at the very idea. That is, if she didn't get mad, she would. What am I saying?
6: You listen to what I'm saying. Because before she died, it was Mom who read about this place and told me about it. She's the one who's really suggesting that you go
2: there and take a chance. I'd feel like an old fool. You say it was Mary's idea? Okay, I'll try it. Anything's better than what I've got now. Won't you sit down, Mr. Harvey? Oh, don't mind if I do, Mrs. Harlan. No. Beg pardon?
6: No. I'm not married.
2: Oh.
6: In my business, one likes to remain neutral.
2: You mean you never found a date that would be right for you?
6: That would be telling, wouldn't it? (laughs) Everything is in the strictest confidence and whatever privacy you want to protect. We respect completely.
2: Well, I don't see how that could work out. Don't you have to tell the prospective um, lady something about me?
6: No. That's the heart of our operation, Mr. Harvey. The gentleman you met outside is Mr. Fisby, my assistant. Whatever biography you give me goes to him. And he translates it into a car to feed the computer. The computer compares your lives dislikes, all your statistics with thousands of other members on file from our female clients and suggest the possibilities of any or all of our ladies who might be compatible with you. Well,
2: it that sounds so... so cold.
6: Not cold, Mr. Harvey. Objective.
2: Scientific. I, I don't know. I, I'm afraid I can't put my heart into this. Nonsense. You wouldn't be here if you
6: didn't want to. Now, shall we get on with a few basic facts? I have your name, address, and so on. Hmm, you're 65? Yes. Retired? Yes. let Hair. Iron gray. Eyes. Hmm. Bluish gray. Maybe a hint of green. <laughs> well,
2: let's call them Hazel.
6: Some lucky woman's going to like those very much, Mr. Harvey. uh, Look,
2: I I don't think I can go through with this. Now, don't be upset.
6: Most people are doubtful and shy to begin with. Give us an opportunity
2: to find someone to pique your interest.
6: If you find the right one, it could open up horizons beyond your belief.
2: There's nothing I want but what I had. Or nobody. But... All right, I'll give it a try. Oh.
6: Hello, this is Gloria Harmony.
7: This is Claude Frisby at the office.
6: It's a little late for you to be there, Claude. What's the matter?
7: I was setting up tomorrow's appointment, and I have a little problem that has me, well, to say the least, buffaloed.
6: What's that? It's um, this Edward
7: Harvey. I prepared his card and put it in the computer, but I get only one readout.
6: Only one? For such a normal, ordinary man? That's impossible.
7: The computer doesn't lie.
6: You have checked. Actually. So then, just set up an appointment with whoever printed out.
7: I tried to do that, but again, there are problems. What? First of all, I checked the name, but she is not in our master file.
6: She's not one of our clients?
7: I say only that I never interviewed or filed
6: her. Yet you have a phone number. Did you call her and set up an appointment?
7: Naturally, I followed through. And? The number I called wasn't a very good connection. It was some sort of message service.
6: Did they say they'd relay the message? Yes. Did they seem reliable?
7: Oh, the voice that answered was very impressive, very reassuring. In spite of all the strange sounds in the background, like like music in the spheres.
6: there are you all right?
7: Uh, uh, of course, just a little uh, out of my depth.
6: Did you make an appointment for this mystery woman to show up?
7: Uh, Yes, tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock.
6: Fine. I'll take it from here. Ah, good afternoon, Mr. Harvey. You're right on the dot.
2: I like to try to be on time.
6: Well, I'm afraid your partner hasn't got here yet. Oh, oh, would you mind waiting in our get-together parlor? It's the first door on the right. I'll just make sure and check to see that nothing has gone wrong. This door? That's right.
2: Oh, hello. They told me you weren't here for me yet.
3: I've always been here for you, Ed, wherever you are.
2: Mary. Who else did you expect? Well, the computers... Oh, what do computers know about love and human beings? I only tried to do what both you and Angie said you wanted. So
3: you found a partner.
2: I never thought I could. It could only have been you.
3: That's what I told them up Uh, where I've been. And they said if you wanted to enough, you could be back with me.
2: So that's where we are? That's where we are. Where is... Where?
3: There'd be no argument for us, would there, darling? If we just called it... Heaven?
4: There isn't too much I can tell you, Angie. Apparently, the moment he walked into that room and the door closed behind him... It hit him. Massive hemorrhage... Perhaps from the taxi accident delayed. Perhaps the kind of spontaneous brain lesion which can happen to any of us. He didn't suffer. Ah, you saw the expression on his face. The opposite of that. Whoever the woman waiting for him was, <laughs> she must have delighted him.
6: But according to
4: Miss Harmon, there was nobody in the room. Well, and then maybe he was welcoming eternity. Remembering he could live it. With Mary.
1: I promised you a love story. I didn't promise that it would be within the parameters of life. Because also, I promised you a mystery and the greatest mysteries of all are the love stories that transcend death and pass into the history of all time. As this one can, in its small way. I shall return shortly. His name is Robert Ludlum. He's written nine novels. You may have read one or two of them. The latest, which is just out in paperback, is called The Born Identity. It's a puzzler about Jason Bourne, a man without a memory and a woman who falls in love with him. Together, they're searching for his past and running for their lives. Listen. Here is an excerpt. Born felt a stabbing jolt of pain in his shoulder blade, then an eruption of blood that drenched the final shirt beneath his wheel jacket. Another warning. There was very little time. He braced himself against the wall, aimed down into the darkness of the corridor. Now, he pulled the trigger. The Born had it. Electrifying, death, genius. Those are the words the critics use. The Born Identity. Robert Ludlum, a writer many writers are compared to, is the master of conspiracy, intrigue, and suspense. In hardcover, The born Identity was Robert Ludlum's third number one bestseller. The Born Identity, a deadly puzzle, a dazzling thriller.
7: Now, a bantam paperback. Oh, beautiful,
5: more spacious
0: skies. Announcing TWA's new anywhere fair... From April 20th to May 31st, fly anywhere in the U.S. We fly for $149 or less each way when you fly round trip. Kids go for $49 or less. Seats are limited restrictions apply. TWA's new Anywhere Fair. Now everyone can see what makes America beautiful. Like Minute Maid orange juice,
1: some things never change. Kids.
2: You're making breakfast, Daddy? And fathers.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Mommy's sleeping. Now, what do you want? Mommy. The fresh-squeezed taste of Minute
2: Maid 100% pure orange juice from concentrate is never going to change. Just open a carton and pour. That's right. Minute Maid in a carton. It's 100% pure and tastes like you squeezed it yourself.
5: Make sure of the taste.
1: A man who loved one woman all his life, and felt there was little left in life when she was gone. From our story, he joined her in the hereafter. If we want to question that, then we have to question what life is all about. I'm willing to accept that love conquers all. Our cast included John Beale, Terry Keane, E.D. Juster, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.
0: message from KCMO
4: News. KCMO Radio now brings you more news more often than any other Kansas City
0: radio station. KCMO has more news than KMBZ more news than WDAF more news than WHB KCMO gives you more news than any other Kansas City radio station let me repeat that. KCMO has more news than KMBZ more news than WDAF more news than WHB KCMO gives you more news than any other Kansas City radio station KCMO Radio is the only station in Kansas
4: City with two national news networks. KCMO is Kansas City's news station, with Kansas City's largest radio news staff, with more news more often than any other Kansas City radio station. We're KCMO, News Talk 81,
0: and we never make you wait for news. This is the voice of Kansas City, 81, KCMO, Kansas City. Mutual News. Rescue crews are now very close to the probable location of 15 miners who've been missing for more than 24 hours in a coal mine in Redstone, Colorado. An explosion tore through the mine Wednesday afternoon. Jeff Lyle, a spokesman for the company that owns the mine, explained why rescue progress has been slow. We had one team equipped with self-rescuer equipment uh, as an advance crew checking the air and the general condition of the mine. We had another team of Ten people who were doing nothing but constructing stoppings, reestablishing water lines, or whatever was needed to uh, progress the rescue operations. Jeff Lyle, a spokesman for Mid-Continent Resources Company in Redstone, Colorado. Americans really cut back their use of gasoline this past March. The American Petroleum Institute reported Thursday that March consumption figures were the lowest in ten years. This is news from Mutual Radio, John Henrahan reporting. Get the energy source of the 80s for battery-operated devices of the 80s from participating True Value
4: Hardware stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you the new EverReady Energizer alkaline battery is designed for high-drain calculators, electronic toys, flashlights, and more. It's Union Carbide's best battery ever. Strong and reliable to long outlast ordinary carbon batteries.
0: So switch to the EverReady Energizer.
4: Available in popular sizes from participating True Value Hardware stores and home centers. The hot, merciless sun is a killer. It can kill the luster, the beauty of your car's vinyl, rubber, and leather. Until now, introducing new STP Son of a Gun with sunscreen. That's right, an exclusive new sunscreen formula. The only vinyl protector that has it. Screens out the sun's damaging rays, protects and beautifies better and longer.
0: Use new STP Son of a Gun with sunscreen. Because the sun can be
5: murder on your car.
0: Five protesters breached the security at the State Department Thursday, making their way up to the seventh floor of the building and managing to throw ashes and what looked like blood on the carpet outside Alexander Haig's office. The group was demonstrating against U.S. support of the ruling Quinta in El Salvador. After disastrous February figures, the housing start rate in the U.S. was up in March, dropping almost 6% in one month. Mutual's Ross Simpson has more on housing figures. March is traditionally a construction month, so the increase in housing starts comes as no great surprise to economist Adrian Cooper and others here at the Commerce Department who compile housing figures.